Talkie Talkie Talk, the podcast for the MediaBios.com. Joining me today is TJ. Hi. Brent. Hi. And Chris. Hi. My name is David, and we're uh, we're back after a uh, lengthy absence. After a hiatus. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, today, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about what we've been watching, and then uh, go into the week's film and TV and game news, and it has a, a clever name. But first, we're going to talk about our watch list. Anybody want to go first? I do. Do it then. Very excited. I got a deal off Target's website. Oh. Got the eight Blu-ray box set of the Fast and Furious movies for $22. <laughs> so I watched Fast 8 for the first time. And we're all really proud of you. The story about these box set is great because it was me at work. Mm-hmm. I just saw it on Target and I was like, I gotta tell Chris <laughs> immediately because <laughs> I'm not wasting $22. But he will. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a waste, and I, I, you know, I watched it, and I TJ came over last night, and I excitedly showed him like one of the fight scenes. I was like, "You, you gotta look at this. You gotta watch this. You gotta watch this." <laughs> look, 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 look. <laughs> but yeah, Fast Eight is exactly what you would expect. It's a lot of fun, and it's real dumb, and they, they've, they've really honed in on the tone that they want, and it's mm-hmm. super silly. I mean, Jason Statham has a fight from the rear of a plane to the to the cockpit the whole time. Uh, trying to protect a, uh, an infant in a like a baby carriage, hmm. so like <clears throat> he's swinging this baby around and like it's got headphones on, listening to the Albert and Chipmunks uh, a Christmas song, the <laughs> hula hoop song. As he's like talking to it, he shoots a guy and and he like, smells in the air and was like, "Is that you, baby?" Like as far as the poop, baby looks over at the dead guy. And he's like, "Oh yeah, that is probably him." Stupid stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. If anyone wants to borrow my, 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 my hard copy. It feels weird having hard copy movies. <laughs> Have you seen all of them yet? Yeah. What's the best one? Three. Tokyo Drift is the best one. Really? Yeah. I've seen that one. I feel like that's not a popular opinion. Mm, well, people are wrong then. Cool. The first uh, Han one, right? Yes. Makes sense. Yeah. Checks out. Um... <laughs> I was thinking about a ranking, and the only thing that I'm sure of is that two is the worst. Yes. One is near the back, despite being the first one, and it just, one was so confused. I mean, it's, one feels like the uh, new metal movie, like, equivalent to movies. Mm-hmm. Is It is a red backwards baseball cap with a wife beater on of movies. <laughs> That's the only one I've seen, and it was it was not very good. See, and you need to just like skip two, jump into three. You don't lose anything. I mean, Ludacris is in two. That's that's the big contribution is Tej joins the team. But he's in other movies. So if you if you watch like I mean there's there's like a machete order to how to watch these movies also because of the split timeline that they do to try and incorporate the events from Fast and Furious three into the main plot. So yeah, skip two. You wanna know Rotten Tomatoes? What? Rankings? Does anybody care? Sure, I mean you can. I'm gonna say Fast Five is the highest. Seven's probably the highest. So Fast and Furious 2009. So that's five. Was the, is the worst. No, five is Fast Five. That's right. So Fast and Furious. That's four. Six? Six? Four. Six. Uh, it's four. Hmm. 2009 should be four. Okay. It's the worst. Uh, too Fast, Too Furious is right there with it. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Drift is right after that. 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Fast and the Furious is ahead of that. Fast and Furious 6 is at 69%. Fast 5 at 77%. And then Furious 7 is 80%. Where's Fate? Not on here yet. But you want me to see what it's got? It's probably probably somewhere between 
six and five. Zero and a hundred. That's sixty-six percent. Okay. Well, I think those those numbers are dubious. I think Tokyo Drift is great. <laughs> oh, it seemed fun. Yeah. It is one of the few I've seen. And then I also watched all of uh, Riverdale. Yeah? Ooh. Yeah, not all of it, but the first season, whenever it's available on Netflix. I saw the first couple episodes. And? I enjoyed the. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the tone. It reminded me a lot of uh, Gossip Girl. Yes. In both, you know, because the, the whole thing is framed because Jughead is writing a... Oh, if you don't know what Riverdale is, it is a, like, edgy teen drama... Uh, that uses the characters from the Archie comic series, so <laughs> such a weird premise. Yeah, and it's it, it's completely unnecessary. Like they they could have named those characters anything. Oh and right, they're not going to hook in new like teen viewers by being like it's based on Archie. You know, no one no one got got sunk by that. I just remember being like apoplectic seeing those commercials. Like we're really doing an edgy Archie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of all the can gritty run, reboots, <laughs> we run out of edges to edge. <laughs> but yeah, and I think it's 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 kind of silly in the show. I, I feel like they know it mm-hmm. in some episodes because it's not ever Archie. It's Andrews or Arch. It's never Betty and Veronica. It's B and V. It's never Veronica. It's Ronnie. Jughead is is Jugs. You know, so they they try and avoid the the classic Archie nomenclature. And it's uh, from the first episode. It's like Archie with a murder. Yeah, I think that could try to be a little Twin Peaksy too. Little, oh, for sure. A little bit of surrealism, a little murdery. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's a weird blend between Twin Peaks, uh, Veronica Mars, and Gossip Girl. Yeah, because the the whole frame is that Jughead is writing a book about the town of Riverdale, and so he has narration kind of you know peppered throughout, which is what made me think of Gossip Girl at first. And then it's just, like, PG-13 raunchy, where, you know, the skirts are all a little too short, but everything's super wholesome. Right. Um, but other than that, I think it's... I can't tell if it's a good show. I'm either... I either love the characters, because they're all... My, my the, the conundrum is, every one of the characters in the show has their flaws that are big flaws, and they have great traits about them. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, close to real life, but it makes... Each of them unreliable for pointing the, the plot in a certain way. Archie is, you know, he's he's loyal, but he's I think he's he's a cheat, which is weird. Just so kind of indecisive. Yeah, he's indecisive and he's he's a hothead. And I know that mm-hmm. Betty and Veronica are both like good characters and bad characters. And it's I don't know if that if that's like a good trait for a show, especially the one that says soapy is this, or if that shows kind of a flaw in the writing that they can't. Get their characters' motivations down. Yeah, little column A, little column B. Yeah, but so I'm not sure if it's good. I was hooked, nice. and I wasn't. It wasn't like I wanted to see the next episode because I wanted to know what happened. I was there with the characters. I was I just wanted to watch more of it. It's an interesting atmosphere and tone. When I was when I get less busy, I want to try to finish it. Mm-hmm. And I can stop threatening Allison to make her watch it because <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's opposed to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. It's just it's a surprising. I think the CW has uh, a couple home runs in its pocket. Arrow seasons one through three, at least, were like were really good. Yeah, it's also I, like, I stopped like, watching it, but the first seasons were really good. Yeah, I stopped watching it just because I got caught up. <clears throat> but it's it's you know they make like really pulpy shows, but they're 
incredibly enjoyable. <laughs> After watching that, Netflix is now suggesting to me like all sorts of CW shows. <laughs> but, yeah, like eighty percent of them suck. Yeah, it's like how many? How many more like Teen Witch TV shows can they make? Like, wow. like Spell School Academy. <laughs> is that like, real? Uh, no. Oh, okay. it could be. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're going to recommend you the Witch show from the show Love, <laughs> Coven or something. Oh no, it's got a. What is the name of it? It's a really clever name. Wichita. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching. This is the two things I was most excited about. I know I saw another movie, but... What about The Challenge? I did watch The Challenge, Dirty 30. Anyone, any other takers? Did you guys talk big game about watching it this season? I did not know it was on. My bad. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're going to. Uh, my girlfriend really wants to. Do you, want, do you want to talk about it? Do you want to save it? We, we can save it. This episode one is kind of a uh, place setting. Just, yeah. just like Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that? And there's so many characters. Every year, the same shit. Yeah. That it can't really focus on anyone. The yeah, thing, just thing, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. The thing that I really liked about it, and the only thing that I was going to say about it that wasn't like obvious game playing, is, holy shit, if TJ Lavin is going to do testimonials, the close-up camera shots... He, his delivery is phenomenal. <laughs> so this year is the first year they've got a million dollar prize pool. Before it's always been like 275 or 350. And because it's dirty 30, he's like, <laughs> so he like gets all of all of the contestants together and he doesn't tell them the amount of money they're playing for. So they probably all assume it's 350 because it's, you know, been there for the past like six years. And then it's in, it's, it's in camera interview with TJ Lab and he goes, since it's dirty 30. We've got one, zoom in, million, zoom in, dollars, zoom in. <laughs> and he's just like, you know, uh, it's Dirty 30, I gotta play Dirty 2. <laughs> it's like, I've been watching it, like, coinciding with uh, The Office, and I keep thinking of TJ Lavin, like, Kevin with the secret. <laughs> His testimonials are all like, I got this big secret, I hope I can keep it. I don't know if I can keep it. I feel like he's just gonna, like... You know, do a fist pump and it's just gonna pop out. Yeah. You guys going for a million dollars. I mean, back up, unpop that fist, <laughs> retorque that shirt. <laughs> but it's fun that TJ has a secret. <laughs> yeah. And and they're <laughs> they know. They're promoing him telling the group right after the first episode, like so I'm sure they're going to promo it every fucking week until he finally tells them. Which who knows when he's gonna tell them. Like, it is just gonna slip out. Yeah. <laughs> Silly show, but they, there's a little survivor twist at the end. Maybe we'll hold off on that. Yeah, that you guys might enjoy. It was actually not a million dollars. It's just three fifty. <laughs> They're in a house and uh, they wake up and they're on an island. And no one's around. Yeah, with a billion dirty thirties. <laughs> but yeah, and, and someone else can talk about movies now. <laughs> okay. Oh, I sniped you, David. <laughs> nice. Had one job. Don't say yes. Yes. <laughs> so I watched a few movies, but I don't have a ton to say about most of them. Um, Nineteen seventy-six movie called The Tenant. Are you familiar with this movie? Anybody? It's a Polanski movie. Right? Yeah, Roman Polanski, starring Roman Polanski. Ah, so well, the creepy. The, the, yeah, the, the plot of though you yeah we're just getting into that. The, the plot of the movie is that he moves into an apartment. The previous tenant was a woman who threw herself off the balcony. Is like critical condition in the hospital, on the verge of death. And uh, in the movie, he starts. He gets super paranoid about all the other people in the building, and 
he starts to think they are trying to force him to live the same life as the woman who lived there before him. Mm. It's really weird. And I don't know what the... It's kind of all over the place. I don't really know what the theme of the movie is supposed to be, whether it's just supposed to be about like loss of identity, or some have speculated it's about uh, being Roman Polanski being a Jew living in an area of that's heavy with anti-Semitism. It's supposed to be his statement on that, but it's 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 entertaining, but really bizarre, which is unsurprising for a right. Polanski movie. I didn't realize that they're supposed to. It's apparently a a kind of a, a loose trilogy of movies with. Uh, they're called the apartment apartment movies, maybe, and there it's Rosemary's Baby, The Tenant, and something else. Don't so. trust the bee. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Joe's, yeah, Joe's apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> anyway, I think I watched it on Tubi TV, and it, it's uh, it's it's worth a watch. It's weird, but it's worth a watch. Tubi. I watched The Big Sick. Ooh, oh, that was fantastic! We're all jelly. Just a fantastic movie. It is. Uh, one of my favorite movies of the year. And one of the best romantic comedies I've seen in ages. Excellent. Just, yeah, I'm so glad that the movie's doing well. I was so excited for it. Yeah. it's. It, I was a little worried because I had expectations were super high, and I mm-hmm. had high expectations, and then it it's rare for a movie when I have high expectations to absolutely deliver. And yeah. that's that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say too much about it, but it's... Uh, it's it's just perfect for what it's trying to be. I think it, it nails it. Nice. Um, Excellent. Highly recommend it. I watched uh, a 1959 movie called A Bucket of Blood, which uh, a Roger Corman movie. Oh, nice! Like slightly better than The Tenant. Yep, it is slightly better than The Tenant. Um, this movie is uh, it's it's about this uh, this waiter at a beatnik restaurant hmm. who wants to be cool. And so he uh, he accidentally murders a cat, and he puts, he puts the cat in plaster and brings it out, and everybody loves it because they think it's, like, great art. So he decides to be cool by just, like, murdering more people and putting everything he kills into plaster and displaying it at the beatnik club as mm-hmm. art. And people, he like becomes a local little celebrity, and uh, a little satire. The, the, TJ looks mad at you. The, <laughs> the, the, the movie is funny because it is just it relentlessly mocks beatniks. It is so the, it it's, it's very that, very funny. Does, oh, so it does that plays still? Yeah, weirdly, <laughs> like it starts off with this like beat poet who uh, is is he has the dumbest lines, and it's like. Life is life. We are we are but a hobo on a on a train to Beijing or something. <laughs> and uh, they don't have trains. <laughs> it's right. It's, well, it's just nonsense. And then uh, they say, "What was that line?" And he's, he's like, it's, "If I repeat it, it's not original or something like that." It's <laughs> just yeah. It's 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 these people are idiots, and it's just all mm-hmm. it, it really mocks them. What was it made? 1959. So right Oof. that time period. Yeah, it's uh anyway, it's pretty pretty good. It's like considered Roger Corman's best movie apparently by by many. I had no idea. Staying with old movies, I watched uh, it was a rewatch, but I hadn't seen it in a long time. The Apartment, love that movie, which is a great movie. Yeah, is um, that the Richard Jenkins? No, no, that's, that's the visitor. That's the visitor. Oh. Uh, Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine, nineteen sixty Best Picture winner, and. Uh, I watched it. I, I really wanted to watch it after watching The Big Sick because I was just in the mood for another great romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. And The Apartment 
feels I, I don't I don't want to call it the first because I don't know if it's actually the first, but it feels like the first modern romantic comedy mm. when I watch it because <laughs> because you can see a lot of the plot devices that became standard later are in the apartment. TJ, have you seen <clears throat> the apartment? Yeah, yeah. It's maybe also oh yeah, it was also on Two B TV. Two B TV has a strangely deep selection of old movies. Yeah, like should check it out. Decent movies. Keep forgetting. It's all free. You just watch. You just have to watch an ad every fifteen minutes or so. When did you watch it? I think I watched it after you did. Yeah, two weeks ago. And then yesterday, I watched two movies. Uh, I watched. Uh, <laughs> they were both rewatches. One was Police Academy, Ugh. which has. Uh, I hate those I'm, I'm not a Police Academy guy. Yeah, which was is not aged as well as I hoped it would. It was one of my favorite movies when I was a little kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you were like slightly dumber. Yep, easier to please. And uh, boy, there's a there are a lot of gay panic jokes in mm. <laughs> Police Academy. And then uh, Ashley wanted to watch this yesterday, so we did Mrs. Doubtfire, which uh, I had not <laughs> seen in ages. But the movie's great. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire is a classic, guys. Yeah, it is a classic. <laughs> and it. I picked up on uh, I I heard jokes that I had not caught on before. Mm. Do you laugh extra hard at I Am Job this time? When is that in the movie? When he's doing I didn't all the, pay attention completely through the whole Obviously. Uh, when he's doing all the interviews as different people. Oh, yeah. And he's the Hispanic cleaning lady. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I am Jolp. <laughs> this is what? Yeah. The yeah. shirt. Yeah. Um, Everybody knows about the shirt now, right? I'd never noticed the... Worldwide pants. I'll get the frock out of here line before, which I loved. Uh, when these yeah. selecting dresses for Miranda. Uh, the one thing I did notice in that movie it, that made me angry is just... Well, two things. First, who's allergic to pepper? But second of all, um, <laughs> Pierce, Pierce Brosnan says the guy with allergies that no, no one else in this table has. Yeah, but mine's a, yeah, at least mine's a thing. I've never heard of somebody being allergic to like just like spicy pepper. Yeah. Um, Sounds and like then, you're being allergy phobic. <laughs> and second of all, uh, Miranda's lawyer <laughs> is way too fucking smug about their victories in court uh, in in divorce court. Both scenes, she looks like she is ready to just like I don't know, go crazy, start dancing or something. That lawyer is is just an asshole, and <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. I don't like that lawyer, and I would not mind seeing a you know a spinoff movie where bad things happen to her. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I, have, I have a question for you. Do you think that if as uh, someone who's watching it now versus when it came out when you were younger, how do you feel that? Mrs. Doubtfire and Robin Williams are actually the bad guy in the movie. So I had that thought a couple times. N- not necessarily the bad guy, but it's ju- it's very much a flawed character. Like it's there are things he does that is just like Pierce Brosnan is not like a bad father to those their stepfather to those kids, and he's not that mean to Miranda. He's oh. actually pretty nice to Miranda. Oh, that's a nice nice take that the movie does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, there's that scene where the where his uh, his buddy's talking to him at the pool, and he's saying like. You, you're you never going to wind up with kids. Mm-hmm. Why are you dating this woman with kids? And you're waiting for Pierce Brosnan to say, like, the, the asshole boyfriend comment yeah. that you get in so many movies where it's like, oh, we're going to ship him off or something like yeah. that. But instead, he's just like, no, I'm crazy about those kids, especially that little one. She's so adorable. Look at her. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're like, oh, he does care. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas Robin Williams is kind of traumatizing his young children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen that movie. 38 times. <laughs> uh, I've seen it multiple times. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's what it was always about to me, was like, divorce fucking sucks. It's hard on everybody. Mm-hmm. And nobody's good and nobody's really bad. I mean, obviously these are like extenuating circumstances. <laughs> but 
<laughs> it's just your standard divorce movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it for movies. I watched uh, just... I wonder... Sorry to jump in. No. <laughs> Can we just talk about this stuff for the next yeah. one and a half? I was just thinking about it. I was like, I wonder if they got out the idea where they said, like, Dustin Hoffman and Kramer versus Kramer crossed with Dustin Hoffman and Tootsie <laughs> is a Robin Williams movie. No, I'm freaked out now that you called it Tootsie. Tootsie, yeah. Tootsie. 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 Tootsie, that's my Tootsie. The follow-up podcast is just a said Tootsie for five minutes. Tootsie. That's the main topic. Tootsie. delivery of Tootsie made us delete this podcast and all the entire backlog of old podcasts. That's <laughs> what yeah, so we all have the, the misshapen face from the ring. Three of, us, three of us have done hand motions <laughs> on a fucking podcast. <laughs> and it's not me, it's always me. <laughs> so do you think it could be Tootsie? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, I mean, that may have... I don't know, that, that's, that's a good point. Although, it's based on a novel. So, I don't nice know. Sapphire. Yeah, this is Doubtfire by Sapphire, based on the novel Push by Precious. Precious. <laughs> also, just uh, real quick, watch uh, it, as my my fallen asleep show over the, over like two or three weeks. I watched I rewatched all of Party Down, which is a good show. Yeah, yeah. I always liked Party Down. Hadn't seen it since it first aired. Still, cool. still enjoyable. That movie or that show never has like there there are not like singular episodes that stand out as great in that series. Or even as below average, it is just a drumbeat of solid show after solid show. Yeah. I do really like the Steve Gutenberg birthday party one, where they're like doing the. Is his name Roman? Yeah, yeah. Martin Starr, Roman screen like sci-fi screenplay and like the whirlpool and stuff. Anyway, that's uh, that's what I've been watching. I think Chris forgot one. I did forget one when you were talking about. I don't know. I kind of black out when you talk about movies. <laughs> it's all like 1955 classic Academy Award winner. <laughs> <laughs> you, Actors that I've never heard of. Um, no, but when you were talking about uh, the Big Sick, I remember that I watched Get Out. Ooh, yeah. Did you want, have you seen it, David? No, I don't think so. I thought all the Pod Boys had watched it and we could like get into it, but not get out of it. We could take a little <laughs> two-hour break right we here. We can get if David, David will get out. But yeah, it's another movie where like <laughs> it absolutely lived up to the hype. Yeah, um, and I was expecting it to fall short somewhere. And it really didn't. Uh, surprisingly funny. Um, yep. You know, one oh. of the, the something that you don't normally hear about that movie is that it's like, oh, it's it is funny. And the comic relief character wasn't annoying. No, so hard to do. Yeah. But again, recommend it to everyone. You know, don't read about the movie; just go see it. It's, it's the 105 minutes. It's it's not going to take a big chunk of your life. I, I was telling Kelly, I said, if if this movie is what it says, what everyone says it is, 
I think we might be watching. Is it eligible for Oscars this year? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we're wa- we're bu- we're watching best original screenplay at least. That's what I, th- I thought when I watched it. Is <clears throat> it should get a screenplay nom because it's it's so good. And I agree. Those 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 are my two favorite movies of the year by like far. Big Sick and Get Out. Yeah, there's nothing really close. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot this year, but I would put this at the top. Um, you know, I've seen a few like drive-in movies, but I've seen about twenty. It's it's number one for me. Yeah. For sure. Me and David started our uh, super early Oscar nomination predictions for mm-hmm. July, the first month mm-hmm. we do that. And uh, I've got my best picture pool right now. I don't. Yeah. I mean, history says that, that it's not going to win a yeah. goddamn thing. But also, the Academy might be, because it is such a, it's not like a breakout director and writer. It's somebody who's a known commodity, um, but just in a different space. I think it, it might help uh, hurdle the, uh, you know, any kind of like rookie blues Mm-hmm. Not to talk about the Academy too long today, especially, but uh, they've been doing weird shit the past couple of years, though. Like, history hasn't driven it as much as it used to. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're up, upending the, the Academy, so they invited, uh, it's like a news story about all the different people they invited. Like, Terry Crews got invited, Jordan Peele is in, you know, just from this one movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, shitload of TV people. So, a TV background and cred could help, and it's kind of becoming a little bit more populist. Yeah. Hmm. And the people that are in there and trying to weed out some of the older people. And David, I know you hadn't seen it, but that movie plays the race game in a brilliant way. Mm-hmm. And that that could help. It's, yeah. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's different. I'll have to see it this week. That'll be my homework. Yeah, it's, I think right now it's still just available on paid pop platforms, but in the next couple of weeks it's going to be on streaming site. Or on HBO or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost due. But yeah, I watched that. Don't mean to backpedal, but I wanted to say that I watched that. Yeah. Because I did watch it. And you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I watched two sets of trilogies. <laughs> Shit. I don't know which one's better. One was the first three Bring It On movies. <laughs> the other one's Three Ninjas. The other one is the prequel trilogy for Star Wars. <laughs> and I don't know which, which set's better. I, I, I'm not really talking about Bring It On. We halfway watched the first Bring It On with... Our girlfriends, Chris and I did. Yeah. The first one's not horrible. It's real weird. Like, yeah. The, the editing and cuts are hilarious after, like, tumbles and somersaults. Mm-hmm. Like, a clear Kristen Dunst goes out of scene, like, a dude with a blonde wig on. <laughs> and then she, like, crawls up from the bottom. It's real, real annoying. And I watched the other two while I was laying in bed because I was hungover. But, uh... How were they? Awful. Okay. Like, uh, they're the half-star movies. Nice. Yeah. Mm. They're really bad. Yeah. There's also, I mean, bring it, bring it on is about casual racism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, what? Like the whole impetus for stealing the cheer routine from the black school is because they've got rhythm. <laughs> so they set that machine up in the first movie, and they continue to they can't to derive it. that. Yeah, it's like a trilogy about appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> It really is kind of a you know, ahead of its time. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. get get out did some similar things, and you know, it's just. But bring it on is a real source for the, that. The tracks were don't, laid by. Don't you fucking say Tootsie. <laughs> you move it towards the microphone. <laughs> I did a fun thing with the prequel trilogy for Star Wars, though. You didn't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. That's a fun thing. The last <laughs> few times I watched it, I watched them in order one, two, three, and I thought two was clearly worse than one. So this time I watched two, then one, then three. 
and I thought one was clearly worse than two. <laughs> I think it's just whatever you watch second, you just want to kill yourself. Because hours three and four movie. are worse. Right. <laughs> yes. Hours, hours, the 3.30 on is really bad. Because it's when you look at yourself and you go, I'm only halfway done. <laughs> I wonder how actually good the third one is. Because no. just in comparison, it's, it's, it's the superior movie. Yep. But it's that just is, in that vacuum. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what. Yeah, I think I've overrated Revenge of the Sith for years just because of its relation to those other two pieces of garbage. It is better than those first two movies than, like, Empire is the Jedi. Like, oh, there's yeah. a bigger gap. Yeah. But Revenge of the Sith, I think, is, is worse than Jedi. Yes, I agree. And I used to think they were about on par, but now... That, the script in all three of those movies is it's, fucking awful. It's really bad. <laughs> we'll say the, the opening scene of Revenge of the Sith is pretty cool. The big the big space fight. Yeah. Space fight. They, <laughs> space, space fight instead of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so I was searching for the term. I remember seeing that at Blockbuster. <laughs> space fight. Yeah, Brent and I talked a little bit about it, and it came up when we were all on vacation. But um, my favorite line in Revenge of the Sith is, Anakin, the Sith are evil. <laughs> Anakin, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. It's like, thanks, I wasn't aware that that was going on. Glad that. That plot point had to be spelled out to me. So you hate them, but they hate you. That's why you're fighting. Now it all makes sense. It's like any kind of war, when you think about it. This is the most unrealistic line of dialogue. It's so awful. From my perspective, the Allied powers are evil. (laughs) Oh. Well. I get Hitler now. (laughs) Whoa. Isolate that. (laughs) It's going to be tacked on at the end. In the beginning. I'm going to have a German march at the end. You're going to Brent whispering. I get Hitler. Tootsie. After the Tootsie activation phase. <laughs> activation phrase. Um, I did follow up Revenge of the Sith with Rogue One, which is only the second time I've seen that. It's on Netflix now. I think I'm actually going to watch it. Whoa. Is it going to be your first Star Wars? Yeah. Is it your first Star Wars? My first little space battle. <laughs> I'm kind of with uh, Brent's review on his rewatch. It's good... The parts that I loved, I didn't love quite as much. And the parts that I didn't like, I didn't hate quite as much. Uh, the only two standards were the big space fight at the end. <laughs> I, I want to call it a reveal. It's not really a twist or anything, but the big thing at the end is still super cool. And the first twenty minutes are still beautiful. The yeah. landscape in the first twenty minutes is just yeah. real pretty. They should have spent more time on that planet because it's yeah, except everything that was going on there was boring. <laughs> We had to get off. Yeah. It's also not called Planet Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's not called Planet Battle. Yeah. Um, then I watched a couple of TV shows. Cool. Oh, yeah, I watched uh, the I first season of Better Call Saul. I finished it. Nice. Did I hear Better Call Saul? Yeah. I've been meaning to start it, but it's, it's really just like, good. Yeah. I can't get the energy to start. It's... It's, it's how I am when I sit down to watch it. I'm like, oh, it's, it's an investment. And yeah. then 20 minutes in, I'm like, yay, I'm so glad we're watching it. Yeah. It's, I mean, maybe, maybe to me, I feel like it did the show a disservice by making it a Breaking Bad spinoff. But, like, that character could be anybody, and it's just it's just really good. Yeah. <laughs> Why is TJ a bully? 
You're the scar of this uh, <laughs> podcast, just so you know. I love your child's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> For like a huge fat baby. <laughs> Is that is that Mufasa or Simba? The, the look on that big lion is kind of Simba. like the the shit eating grin, Simba. It's Mufasa. I know. Simba. That's Simba. <laughs> oh shit! Well, it, you're right. The Spoiler kid, alert: They kind of look alike later on. <laughs> <laughs> they they animate Simba with a little bit more boyishness, and that's what I thought the top one was. <laughs> no, I understand that the bottom one is Simba. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, also watch Game of Thrones we're talking about that show on this podcast. Let's wait till uh, Let's give it a few days. All the watch list. Did you watch anything else? Are you done with your watching? Yeah, I watched two TV shows. Okay. What two? Better call Saul Game of Thrones. Oh. Alright, so I watched a uh, a TV show, a movie, and an other. Um, what? Don't have too much to say about any of them. You saw a play. You better tell us. <laughs> well, I hope you tell us what the other is, because I'm... In suspense. I'm saving that for last. The TV show I saw is the already canceled uh, show Downward Dog. Oh, it's, that, that show never had a shot. <laughs> yeah, it's the show that just seemed awful from the commercials. It's a talking dog show, and it's got the the girl from first season of uh, Fargo, Allison Tolman. It's really good. Like it's really charming, and I enjoy it. She's um, the cop, right? Solverson? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's really funny. It's Especially if you're a dog owner, there's a lot of stuff you pick up on. The the dog does, like, office-style testimonials, but it's actually <laughs> funny. <laughs> it got decent reviews. It just, you know, from the premise. This is the first time I've heard it. Never had How is it, like, filmed? How, what, is it, like, live? It's a single cam. <laughs> like, are they, is the dog talking in real life? It's live action. Sorry. Yeah, it's live action. So is it like a? Is it just a dog that's staring at the camera during the testimonials? Do they, do they move it a voiceover? Yeah, and voiceover with the dogs. But the dog's pretty funny. Do they and move its mouth like a human talking? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Ugh. But the dog <laughs> is never talking to any characters uh, during the like interaction with any characters. Yeah, you don't want to like break reality. Yeah, <laughs> much. It's it, it's entertaining if you so, if you've ever seen a dog before. Is the dog sort of like pessimistic or because it's downward facing? Is that like a thing? Is does the is the is the title just the first dog pun they could find, or does the title actually refer to the dog in the show? Like, yeah, dog is kind of their situation. <laughs> the dog and the owner. <laughs> Wait, dog is their situation. <laughs> I am dog. Well, down, downward dog. So is, is they're kind of they're coming kind of coming out of a downward slide. The uh, the main character breaks up with someone after many years and is having trouble at work and uh, not spending a lot of time with the dog. And they kind of it's their relationship kind of coming back together and the main character getting her life back together. But it's actually it's it's funny. There's an episode where the dog goes on an odyssey uh, eating trash, and he's just like, this is just who I am. I love trash. I shouldn't deny that about myself. <laughs> it's like that kind of stuff. Like, really dry. Weird. Talking dog type show. <laughs> I, have, I have an important question. I was going to ask it, but then I was distracted by two birds. <laughs> um, do you prefer a movie with talking animals where they CGI the mouth, or where they psychically communicate? Psychically communicate every day. TJ, I prefer. We watched the, we watched bits and pieces of Homeward Bound last night. So I really prefer fresh. the the mouths moving, but it can be 
super annoying. Like, yeah. Jungle Book did an amazing job. Yeah. But, like the Chronicles of Narnia movies, it was damn near unbearable mm. to watch those. If you're going to do it shitty, I'd much rather have Homeward Bound style. Yeah. I prefer the shitty uh, CGI. <laughs> <laughs> the mouse like over here. <laughs> Or it's just like a still image of the dog and it's animated like it's hard to down. Yeah, just the, the closer you can get to Kangaroo Jack, the better. <laughs> I don't know. So you see human hairs kind of the dog's face. <laughs> or it's like uh, Conan style, like the mouth is... <laughs> it's just like a human mouth going, hey, come on, Shadow, let's go. <laughs> Do we reference two Jerry O'Connell movies already? <laughs> it's a fucking record. So that was the TV show I watched. The movie I watched, I just watched last night, was the Lego Batman movie. Oh, was it? It's amazing. Really? <laughs> it's, sorry, I'm going to pick that up. It's amazing. I, I liked it a lot. It's one of my favorite of the year so far. It was just, uh, it's just really funny, really self-referential. I really loved Lego movie when it came out. Great. I probably still like that one more. This one does less to kind of build emotion, and it's more about uh, jokes. Yeah. So it's it's really funny and. Is it streaming on something? Uh, I rented it. Nice. And here's the bone I have to pick. Okay. <laughs> so they're out this there. The other? <laughs> there's the Lego Batman movie, uh-huh. and there's the Lego Batman DC United movie. I wasn't paying a lot of attention <laughs> on my on my Comcast remote. I said Lego Batman movie. The thing popped up, and I rented it because we had talked about watching it. Allison loved it too. Nice Lego Batman movie. And it comes up, I was like, this seems really serious. And it's like, the first person is Kevin Conroy instead of Will Arnett. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. There <laughs> <laughs> that three dollars. Because like, both screens are just like a Lego Batman running towards the, the thing. Like, maybe I'll watch, watch that, that too. I was going watch that. Well, you've got... I was sick into my stomach. You've got like another 36 hours if you want to watch it. I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny though. Like, it's really self-referential. The, the Joker is played by Zach Galifianakis is good. And he takes over a plane and there's these guards, or these pilots on the plane. They've got like something Joker wants to steal. And it's just Lego style, Lego movie style humor. Like, there's just a quick cutaway and they go, the two pilots go, we are best friends. And they high five. <laughs> <laughs> and Joker like uh, takes one of them out and says like, this is my evil plan. And like, why aren't you scared? He's like, because Batman's going to stop you. He's <laughs> like, no, he won't. He's like, what about the two boats? He's <laughs> like, this is better than that. It's like, what about the parade with all the Prince music? <laughs> it's really self-referential. Like, nice. Fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Cool. I recommend it. It's just solid two hours entertainment. Nice. A lot of action in it, too. A lot more than Lego Movie. And the thing that's an other that I watched is I've watched over 30 episodes of Car Boys. Alright, This nice. week. <laughs> this is the Polygon, uh, Nick Griffin, and uh, or uh, Griffin McElroy and Nick Robinson. Yeah. They did a series playing the game uh, Drive... Beam.ng. Beam... Drive... Beam.drive.ng. Yeah, something like that. It looks like a car simulation game, and they, you know, break it and do all these insane <laughs> things in it. Yeah. Nice. You know, there's this one thing where you can spawn a school bus, and there's a little uh, school bus driver... But it's like, he looks like the Stig from, uh, what's that show? Top Gear. Top Gear. So he's got like the white helmet and stuff, and he's like in the school bus. 
Busto. And, and they, yeah, they call him Busto. <laughs> and it's like, all right, the first order of business is we're breaking Busto out of this bus. <laughs> and he's just like, his physics are glued to the bus. So they kind of like try to like yank him out of there, and it just breaks the game. Nice. <laughs> so Busto becomes a uh, Busto becomes a villain in that game. <laughs> it's just it's it's weird to talk about it, but it's just so funny. Yeah, they're just so good at that. Just they're so good at playing games and breaking them. Agreed. Yeah, I re- highly recommend it. I wasn't that interested in it because I have no interest in car games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or anything like that, but they leave that premise pretty early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah because because Beam.ng or whatever it's called. Yeah, the game has a really weird name, uh, but it's it's basically a crash simulator where every vehicle in it has like a bunch of different p- points of articulation. Um, it's they're all built on a wireframe, and everything can be separated mm-hmm. on the car, including like all of the you know discrete parts of the engine and tires, the wheels, the steering wheel, everything. And so they just crash cars into each other. And then Nick figures out that he can slow down time and mm-hmm. increase gravity to be uh, ten times that of the Earth. Yeah, and control the wind and do all this stuff. And they yeah. eventually fight the devil and go to heaven. <laughs> so <it's> serious. <laughs> Through a car simulation game. Yeah. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. But that, that's what I saw. Cool. A TV, a movie, and another. Nice. So you guys want to talk Game of Thrones? For a little bit. Not a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, true. I liked it. I also liked it. I thought it was good. It was good. That was Game of Thrones talk. <laughs> Talky talk. Yeah, anyone saying like it was boring or something? I mean, this is the seventh season. There's been seven seasons of this is how a Game of Thrones season starts. This is how an HBO season starts. Yeah. yeah. Like, have you. It's... Yeah, everyone whose favorite show is The Wire. Do you not remember the first two episodes of The Wire yeah. where they don't tell you fucking anything that's happening? Yeah, it's just it just up. starts. It's all just arranging the chessboard. That's what every first season, first episode of an HBO show. Is. Just like every finale is has so far been weaker than episode nine, for the most part, because episode nine is the climax and episode ten is the falling action. And what last year the broke the mold down. a little bit, not yeah. although it felt like it at the time because uh, it felt like uh, Battle of the Bastards was going to be. That's why ten was so good last year. Yeah. I think it, it mm-hmm. shocked you, right? Because yeah. it had been such a thing that like the second to last was the best of the season, and then right. they kind of. Set some new ground rules for the next season. Yeah, right. Because that's the like second to last is is Ned getting his head chopped off, right? Mm-hmm. And also Battle of Blackwater Bay it, and yep. uh, Red Wedding. Maybe was it episode nine? It is for season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's it? The Reigns of Castamere. I was looking at it the other day. I think it's nine. I think it is nine. And uh, so, yeah, nine nine was always the big episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It, I mean. If if I could, and I, I talked about this with y'all earlier this week, but if if I could have, uh, if I could have changed one thing, I feel like because the show is so spread out, there's so many characters in different places mm-hmm. that we didn't we didn't get enough good scenes in the first episode because we were having to check in on everybody. And I think it would have been, I don't know, I, I would have liked it more probably if they had just kept a couple of them in the in the chamber, so to speak, yeah, and yeah. saved them until, like, I think it would have been cool to not see Bran until. Bren's next big moment, whatever that is. Sure. Like, look who we found. Like, just have the men of the Night's Watch bring him to John or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know where he's going, but yeah. it did. It did relegate some characters to the, their role in the episode. Felt a little like, remember me? Yeah. It's like, well, I just didn't hate it because it, it set everything up. Oh yeah. yeah. For episode two, we're we're, we're calling everybody. 
I did really love the the, the show took the time for the stuff with the Hound, Brotherhood Without Banners, yeah, and him coming to terms with the decision he made in fucking season four, yeah, with yeah. the the farmer and his daughter. Yeah, I thought it was great stuff. And just no one says the c word like uh, like a Clegane. <laughs> yeah. I liked the Winterfell scene as well. The yeah. I like mm-hmm. the the political argument between John and Sansa, and uh, yeah, people always shit on Sansa and the, you know and like fans do and I think she's a great character I think she's yeah, the too. character who has evolved the most from the beginning of the show she's had to you know when the show began she was so idealistic and just everything's gonna work out because I'm from a rich family who I, I want to marry a prince right I think she brings up a legitimate concern though anytime you're doing something that is uh, you know something noble in the show like Ed Rob anything like that or John, also, you kind of get fucked over. Mm-hmm. So pardoning the two families for siding with the Boltons, I wonder if that comes back in some form. Just saying, like, you children, you inherit the stuff. We're not going to punish anybody for their, being a traitor. She, I don't know. John's such a curveball in that show. That's the the thing. Like, the rules don't apply to him, though. You know what I mean? Like, the rules of that world don't apply to John. Yeah. So they, it's, just, they, it's, it's, it's interesting. Well, they did, and then they didn't. Because he was murdered by his men and then brought back. Right. And you you can see part of the season is maybe he's going to get undermined or maybe they're going to question his his decisions again, even though he's been right the whole time. Like in the scenes from next episode, I know some people don't like to watch those, but you see, you know, they're already starting to question him about yeah. decision like to have wildlings man the wall and other stuff. Right. They're still bring like, you know, they're still challenging them. Even though Leanna Mormont is still there to like smack haters down, <laughs> yeah, right. she's just, awesome. Just dab on them haters. <laughs> yeah, just Dikembe Mutombo fingered them. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> such a long finger. Dikembe. <laughs> Around the world, everyone's panties exploded <laughs> with blood. <laughs> 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 the sex is over. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a good episode. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I, yeah, like I said, I don't have a lot to say about it. I'm no. glad it's back in my life. Yeah, we get to watch it tonight. I'm more ex- more excited about season two or episode two than I am episode one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm more excited to watch season two than I was to watch season episode one. Just be that. You want me to talk about anyone's genitals exploding? Because <laughs> I think that's not making it in. Talk about tootsies. <laughs> Everybody's tootsies exploding. All right, and uh, so let's close up the shop for that guy. Yeah, we'll talk more Game of Thrones as we as I mean, because it's not the most interesting episode, or oh. like. I feel like we should hit on. Do you think? I mean, the big the big thing that everybody's talking about this week is. Do you think? Ed Sheeran took away from the episode. No. No. He's just another... No, no. I yeah. think that's exactly how you should do a cameo. Yeah. Which is, which is don't make them the, the focal point of the scene. And, like, if he was, he was only the focal point for three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mastodon has been in the show. They were at the Hard Home episode. Mm-hmm. Um, of Monsters and Men were the band playing Joffrey's birthday. Cigarose. Yes. And uh, Sir Rose was in it too. You know, I just don't know those faces well enough. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, there have been lots of people famous from other venues yeah. who've guest starred or cameoed that show. Like, who gives a and shit? Ian McShane. Essentially a cameo. And Sean Bean's pretty famous. Boromir was the main character of the first season, you know? I mean, that's... Yeah. If the argument is that this this reminds us too much that this is not real... Yeah. Sorry, I knew it was not real all along. Yeah, I, I mean, like, Mayor Carcetti is... Yeah. Littlefinger. We had the conversation is who is... Uh, um, but that actor is like, do you think of him as Carcetti or Littlefinger? It's, uh, you know, right. it's close. Aiden Gillen? Is that his name? Yeah, Aiden Gillen. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. It didn't bother me at all. If you didn't know that Cheryl was a person, you wouldn't have known it was a cameo. Yeah. So. Which is the the point. Yeah. Yeah. I think we didn't know Ed Sheeran was a person. What would he be? <laughs> like a, a dumb fucking talking dog on the troll. Show that got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so hateful today. <laughs> All right. So what's the segment after we do our watch list? Breezy on the streets. Breezy on the sheets. <laughs> breezy on the streets, but a breezy in the sheets. <laughs> also, <laughs> breezy on the beach last week. Breezy on the beach. Uh, so we start off with trailers, and I feel like we could do this entire segment about all the trailers that came out this week. Been a lot. With the, it was the Disney, the D23. Yeah. There was uh, Comic-Con coming on kind of as D- we speak. D23 is the 23rd installment of the Money Ducks franchise. It is. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just hope you can see that they're still working. Um, but yeah, first trailer, I think we all want to talk about Ready Player One. Ready Player yes. One. We finally saw it footage from it so it, it's unsurprising to me but it looks like they're gonna have to change a lot from the book mm-hmm. based on the as far as the references go the intellectual property yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's that they have access to but it looks super fun also that fight scene they showed where it was like batman riding a scorpion like freddy krueger getting like blasted to pieces yeah like there's still <laughs> tons of reference yes. in there yeah yeah yeah. The fucking Iron Giant, it looked like it. Yeah. That was the first thing I saw popped up is Spielberg in an interview saying Iron Giant plays a major role in the movie. That's someone's avatar, probably? It just has a major role. My, my guess is he's like a save the day in one of the battles or something. That the movie was, I hope it's Vin Diesel. Be fucking sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Reprising his role as Iron Giant. He is at his best when playing tall animated characters that don't speak a lot. <laughs> or when he's in the Fast and Furious movies. Or Riddick movies. Pretty much anything. And, and the Witch Hunter. You know, it's just good. Anyone have any other uh, trailers they want to talk about? Stranger Things. Bunch. Stranger, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah, it looks good. The trailer yeah. didn't, didn't tell you much, but it was the best trailer so far. Oh my yeah. god, that's one of the best yeah. trailers I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. The Will Byers stepping out and seeing that like Lovecraftian Cthulhu nightmare in yeah, the sky. Like the, the red storm. Yeah. The and use of fucking music, man. The use of thriller Dude. in that trailer mm-hmm. is yeah. amazing. Yeah, at the end when they throw the titles... Mm-hmm. Screen up and you can get the Vincent Price laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so nostalgic. Yeah. I love it. Damn, I love the Ghostbusters costumes. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. they got the, the proton or the uh, the trap. Yeah. 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 It's, it's actually in the plot. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to binge watch a shot of that that weekend. Yeah. October 27th it comes out. So it's going to be a blow up an air mattress and call it a day in. <laughs> just like. Like sleep, like lay down in the living room. That's our Chris. Bag of popcorn instead of drugs. That's what Chris does now. We just, I just manually blow stuff. I just puff air mattresses. The finished trailer looked cool. I saw that. They announced the second season of Iron Fist, the show that nobody liked. Why? I mean, I heard it was fine. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard too. Yeah, 
Like, it seemed like the cool thing to do was to make fun of the fight scenes. Yeah. I mean, you've got privileged white boy with a, like, glowing fist who, like, went and found himself. Like, coming back to, like, save New York City from crime and yeah. corruption. Like, from from the Defenders trailer... Grimy. From the Defenders trailer, it seems like they kind of bust his chops a little bit. Yeah. It's like, and your fist can glow. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with that? I don't know. My, my favorite of all those so far is still Jessica Jones. And I liked uh, the first half of Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage has, has had a completely different direction than the, the other ones. It was like, it was just like super jazzy. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying that because it's centered around black characters. But like, music is such an important part of that, mm-hmm. that in a way that it wasn't for the other two. Well, it's the other movie. Uh, oh, yeah, they're uh, we're returning to the Saw universe with the movie Jigsaw. Apparently, yeah, there's contraptions we haven't seen yet. I fucking <laughs> just, hate those can't movies. Give a, can't give a shit. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I know they're probably fun and clever. I just yeah. can't give a shit anymore. Not so much clever mm-hmm. or that fun, but. If it's like the, the H- Alanis Morissette song, Ironic, if it was just about torture. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. H- it was just a bunch of annoying things, right? HBO's got to show something at 2 a.m., so. Yeah, yeah. softcore porn. <laughs> it's like, where's the shoe diaries? <laughs> when you need them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that, that whole torture porn genre of, like, Saw and Hostel. So over it. I mean, I think they're perfect for, like, edgy 15-year-olds. Yep. Um, but it's what the kids of Riverdale go see. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, no, because even even Jughead is a big John Carpenter fan. I mean, that's that's like I don't know. It's just it's it's so it's the equivalent of your favorite band being Three Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> when someone says they really like them, you just can't help but. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so fucking accurate. <laughs> I don't know. If that's your favorite genre, like train to become an EMT, and you'll see death and blood and gore on human beings. Like, I just picture this want. this guy now. He like he he, he loves three eleven. He loves his all movies. He wears Oakley, and all of his swim trucks have lots of flames on them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're they're white Oakleys. <laughs> yeah. This is the Guy Fieri of movies. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely got a little barbed wire tat on his arm. Yeah, Jigsaw takes them to anywhere but Flavor Town. <laughs> Just outside of Flavor Town. That's their torture. <laughs> torture Town, USA. Take a left after Flavor Town. There was a truck for Jigsaw, though. Then Jigsaw keeps on giving me so good. You run through some real quick, see if you guys have seen them. Uh, did you see the Wrinkle in Time trailer? Ooh, That's I did. Yeah. Ava DuVarnay. What? It's got the, you know what wrinkle in time is? No, I didn't understand the words that came after that. You went, Ava DuVernay. Okay. Ava DuVernay. Ava DuVernay. It's got, it's like, there's like three witches in the thing. It's like Oprah Winfrey. Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling and... Um, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Nice collection. It was one of my favorite books when I was young. I've never read it. Chris Pond the... plays the dad. Nice. Yep. That trailer looked cool. I think that was the first we saw of what that was really mm-hmm. going to be like. Interested in it. Uh, I read once, real quick, I read like uh, maybe 60 pages of Withering Heights thinking I was rereading A Wrinkle in Time and I was like, did I was like, this is different than I remember. <laughs> the books couldn't do that. When do they travel through time? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, man, there was like a flying horse or something in the last book. I also really liked the, uh, it wasn't really a trailer, but it was a clip from The Disaster Artist. Yeah, That's yeah. The, uh, like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Room. Looks it's, really, really It was good. really funny. Yeah. And right afterwards, I was, I was looking up a bunch of clips of The Room, and I feel like James Franco is downplaying it. 
Like 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. It looks interesting, though. Looks like, I didn't know what tone it was going to be. It looks like it's going to be funny. Which yeah. is appropriate. Yeah, I saw that trailer. It looked funny. I've never seen The Room, though. I didn't know what that was. Yeah, I've never it's, seen it either, but I mean, I've watched culturally aware 40 of minutes of clips on YouTube. You can do that. I can find that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hi, Mark. There's no need to watch the movie because it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Like, just watch some clips so you know how bad it is. Okay. It's a new Ed trailer, but what as good as the first Ed trailer? Yeah, there's a uh, Walking Dead new season trailer. There's a new Avengers trailer. New uh, uh, Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok trailer. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they finally have uh, Hulk talking uh, the way that, like, me angry. Like that kind, that mm-hmm. style. What else did you see last night? I don't know. There's, there's San Diego Comic Con is just like... By belching out trailers. Right. The Shape of Water looks interesting. The Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah. I saw that preview. Looks very Guillermo del Toro. It looks like a return to, to the, the stuff I'll... That was, the stuff that I got good reviews. Yeah. Toro Town. The good things. It looks like little, little pansy, want, pans labyrinthy, little yeah. hellboyish. I want more of the good things, less <laughs> little, of the bad things. Little pansy. Labby. <laughs> little pansy uh, labby. did that was... Apparently visually stunning, but no Crimson, Crimson Peak. Peak. Yeah, there's the bright one. It's oh the yeah, Will Smith Netflix movie where with an orc cop. I think that looks neat. I do too. I think the premise is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a bunch of those like uh, comic books and stuff, like fables and yeah, saga. Uh, powers saga. Yeah, that just mix up that world into little noir. I'm in for it. It kind of reminded me of these uh, books I read, the Fairy Tale Crown. Y'all heard of those? No. No. Um, I don't know who wrote them now, but they're called the like fairy tale detective series. They're really good. They're like for adults, and it's like if fairy tales were real life. There's like a little section of London that deals with it. Yeah, TJ, did you write these books? Yes. Are you trying to advertise. You also watch that show. It's the uh, don't once, you watch the one? Is once. it Once Upon a Time or Once or whatever? Every like once a year, I get real depressed, and I watch Once Upon <laughs> a Time for a week, <laughs> get caught up, and then I'm happy again. The, the image of the on Netflix of Once Upon a Time is what's her name? The the it's like a different face the, of the, the main pro, the main protagonist. Seasons, yeah, uh, the girl from House. Yeah, Emma Swan. Yeah, it's it's her with like bleach blonde hair, looking at a sword like she's never seen swords before. <laughs> it's just her with this really dumb expression on her face. It's like that's eh, not really going to sell me to watch the show. It's just her going like, "That's <laughs> <laughs> just not good." But not... she plays goofy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Once a verse. Yeah. So, do we have any other news? Um, first female Doctor Who, new Doctor Who. Oh, don't care. Yeah, Jody Baker. Sure. Some, some stuff. People were getting bent out of shape. Yeah. Because the internet is full of fucking idiots. Yeah. Because the people who have the time to sit there and scream digitally at a 50-year-old show that is about a time-traveling alien cop and who plays them when they can regenerate and change forms of their body because it's just a money-making device for the plot mm-hmm. so they can keep the show running forever... Those people are these, like, just frustrated dudes who just sit there and go, like, why does everything have to be starring women now? They need to, like, collectively go die in a fucking fire. It is literally the dumbest fucking argument. It's it's the same argument about, like, why does Ghostbusters have to be all women? And it's, like, because you're the fucking people who say, like, women aren't as funny as men. Like, you're the fucking problem. It's just a bunch of Cartman. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's just so stupid. Yeah, Jodie Jody Whittaker is the next Doctor because the Doctor is fake. It's a TV show. 
Like, it doesn't matter who plays the Doctor. You get some interesting new stories, because it's been on for fucking 83 years. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, is it's not going to be interesting new stories, it's going to be the best parts of the old series, because nobody watching now has watched all that shit. Because mm-hmm. it's... you. And people who say that they have watched all of it are fucking liars. You can't find those episodes anymore. They literally burned in a fire. Like, the masters are gone. So, as, as long as they don't change the writers on that show, it doesn't matter who plays the Doctor. The, the Doctor's a personality. I've only seen an episode and a half of Doctor Who, and it was the very first episode, which was, like, on Hulu. Because I wanted to start at the beginning, and I didn't know all that about other episodes being lost in the fire yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so, I started the first original, like, four-part series and it was not very good no it was i would not recommend it it's yeah pretty boring start with nine is that the yeah preferred start point yeah mm. for who villains anyway only the, i said i didn't want to talk about it and then i got really mad <laughs> talked about it a lot only why does wonder woman gotta be a woman <laughs> <laughs> well it's like the people who are like why is thor a woman because it's a comic book character yeah because it doesn't matter <laughs> they just want to tell a story from a different perspective if you don't like that they chose a woman, then don't watch anything with women in it. <laughs> you Aryan fuck. Yeah. Here's your copy Just of watch- Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beat off to that for hours. Yeah. Uh, fuck you. Yeah. Come original at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you are actually... You figured it out. You put the pieces together. The jigsaw together is oh. the people whose favorite band is Three Eleven, who go to Flavor Town and who love Saw. But those are the people who are mad that it was a female Doctor Who. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> We're creating a Saw type trend. Sad listener is like, oh no, <laughs> it's me, except, Mario. Except if he's throwing away all of his white Oakleys <laughs> right now. Not my Oakleys. Only the news thing uh, that was big enough also had some outrage to it was uh, they announced Benioff and Weiss, what they're going to be doing after Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah. uh, is a uh, show called Confederate. It's like, what if the South didn't win the Civil War? Uh, yeah. Did we? Or didn't lose. Whoa, wait. <laughs> I, I know who won the Civil War. <laughs> I just want to go right there. I don't know. I'm a big fan of alternate timeline stuff, so I'll watch it. Yeah, it's pre-outrage. I roll my eyes at pre-outrage generally because mm-hmm. I mean, you don't you don't know that they're going to mishandle it. Like it's dear just, white people thing. Yeah, just, that was dumb too. Yeah, yeah. Just let them let it go. See what happens. And if it sucks, and if if they do it poorly, then react then. Yeah, I just don't know how excited I am to watch a show about modern day slavery. It's also like, it's not, just it's just going to be. All right, this is a little, it's not pre-outrage, but pre-not that excited for just how problematic it's going to be. Two white showrunners doing a show on that slavery exploitation again. Yeah. It, and that's, seen, that's a potential. I haven't seen any. Is there trailers for it no. or anything? No, they did some concept stuff. Some of it's like, you know, pitting freedom fighters against modern day corporations Modern day slave owning corporations. It just seems on. Uh, un- it seems unlike. Like I, I, I don't know how they're going to convince me that a realistic world still has slaves in the U.S. and not yeah. anywhere else in the world. But yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like, are we sure that there are slaves in this universe? That sounds like we are. Yeah, it's in the it's in the announcement. Yeah, 
That's, that's, that's Guys, crazy. we got everything on this new show. We got slaves. <laughs> we got states' rights. <laughs> we got all the reasons. This is our show. We call it Confederates. Yeah, this our this best. Sh- yeah, this show ain't gonna be about slaves. This show's about states' rights. <laughs> this show's about mercantilism. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Uh, you you share my same just kind of eh attitude about just when I talk about any uh, dramas around like British royalty. I just kind of eh. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I'll watch it. Then again, uh, those guys, I do like what they did with Game of Thrones. So Interesting yeah. thing is that at the same time, um, Barry Jenkins is adapting a show for Amazon. Either Amazon or Hulu. He's doing the Underground Railroad. Mm. Colson Whitehead's book has just won a bunch of awards. Mm-hmm. It's another alternative history if the Civil War didn't end. Prize-winning author and an Academy Award-winning director. And it's going to be, at the same time, they're going to be doing the same kind of material. But Benioff and Weiss are going to create it out of thin air, and the other one's going to be adapted by an award-winning novel. By an award-winning director. I don't know, it just seems unnecessary. Like, I would really rather them take a few years off, maybe do a movie, and then kind of come back. They owe it to themselves. They need some me time. <laughs> I was just waiting for the alternate timeline show or movie where the Falklands War went a different way because that, that would be super exciting to see how the world changed. It's always like World War II or the Civil War if you're doing alternative history. Right? We don't get enough Crimean War alternate what history. If, what if it's just like another presidential term for James K. Polk? <laughs> just like small yeah. scale alternative What if history. Polk re-ran for office? <laughs> he was the Dark Horse president. Uh, so that's it. <laughs> that's how we end these things with a whimper. <laughs> Any other news you guys want to talk about? TJ's pretty enraptured by something on his phone. He I was might... reading the Confederate stuff. Yeah. I, was, I thought there was a chance. It's a little more interesting. I mean, it makes a little more sense now that they're rewriting world history because they have to, since the U.S. was already one of the like last countries to outlaw slavery. Mm-hmm. I'll give it anything shot. If it looks even heroin. I thought he was gonna like look up and be like, "Guys, three eleven is pretty good." <laughs> they had some some hits. I'm reading some of their lyrics. Hey, do you see this? It's Amber. It's color my energy. I just took a survey. Uh, what's coming out in theaters? We missed a couple of prime weeks with, we with did, good with stuff some coming good, out. Some good stuff. Some some Dunkirks. Some Spidermans. I know the only thing I saw that looked interesting to me was Atomic Blonde. It's like the white well, John Wick's already white. It's like a female John Wick movie. It's like Set a white. Oh. It's like a white John Wick. Finally, no. Um, it's one of the directors of John Wick too. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I could save it for later, but I don't understand the point of this segment whenever we do it. Which is why I always stay quiet. Yes, I know you never seem to understand the point because you're like, I think that will make the most money, and I'm like, that's, we all we're like, that's not what we're doing. Yeah, we're just picking the movie that's coming out this weekend that you would want to go see the most. Right, we're we're blindly recommending well, we a movie. Go see one. Huh? <laughs> Vote with your wallet, people. <laughs> Yeah, the point is for us to blindly recommend a movie that people should go see. I'm going to recommend... Tommy Bond, the Emoji Movie, and An Inconvenient Sequel are the big drops this week. Tommy Blonde. All the way. Only one that looks interesting. I'm going to recommend people go see Hotel for Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. I mean, go see Dunkirk. It'll still be in theaters. It's getting good reviews. It is. The short's oh. coming out for too long. I'm going to recommend that you go find a limited release theater. All right, David. And see Person to Person. Oh, yeah, that Whatever. looks interesting. I don't care. Michael Cera, maybe. Yeah. With, if it's uh, any good, it'll get a lot of release later. Abby Jacobson, also from... Uh, I mean, I've, I saw The Big Sick in a theater, so it can't be that hard to find one. That, that you got a lot of release after it's limited release, though. It's in, like, 3,200 theaters now. Yeah. Oh. The Big Sick is. And that's what limited releases do. 
get to movies, gets good reviews, and people go see it in the limited release, yeah. they'll get a wide release. First week's usually New York, LA. Yeah. Oh, so this is just New York, LA? I take that back. Don't, don't fly to New York. <laughs> but if you are a listener in New York or LA, go see people, whatever. Person to person. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> probably Atomic Blonde. Would David pick? Atomic Blonde? Atomic Blonde. All right, good. What'd you pick? Huh? Hotel for Dogs. Oh, yeah. Hotel for Dogs. <laughs> I recommend you see that, or just any movie. Just watch movies. Like the, the beers of movies. <laughs> <laughs> just them all. Go see anything. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this was Talking Talk, the podcast for Media By Us. Visit the site and see our stuff. Connect with us on uh, Twitter at the Media By Us. Email the Media By Us at gmail.com. Facebook. What are our three Facebook groups, guys? Movies. TV. Games. By Us. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you for any podcast Nose? topics. <laughs> I guess that one was a little more <laughs> esoteric. <laughs> Please. What? Help! <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the podcast. I'm sorry, dude. I don't listen to you during this part anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Please give us a... Please rate the podcast for whatever you think that we deserve. I want to say thanks to the Willow Walkers for, for providing the intro music. And uh, we'll see what the show notes are going to be for the outro music. Hopefully, we have some. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to say thanks to uh, TJ, yes. Brent, thanks to Chris, <laughs> James. Hell! <laughs> that's it. Bye. Goodbye forever. Kicking rocks. Down old dusty roads Small town slowpokes Long time ago Kicking out records of all the things that I know All the things that I know You gotta look at this, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch this <laughs> Look, 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 look. <laughs> Is that you, baby? Tootsie She's so adorable, look at her Tootsie I gotta play dirty too <laughs> He accidentally murders a cat. <laughs> I get Hitler now. <laughs> <laughs>